The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to TV Advertising Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to take a long look at one of the largest and most powerful mediums of marketing, television advertising. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about the technology and strategies behind maximizing the impact of your TV ad campaigns. With us today is Ronald Pruitt Jr., who is the managing partner at the Boston Associates, which is a consulting firm that advises equity firms and enterprises on how they can rapidly reshape and reposition existing businesses to realize their full potential. Outside of his role at the Boston Associates, Ronald has also held multiple executive and advisory positions at a wide variety of TV advertising-related companies, including being the CEO of As Seen on TV, Inc., and a chief advisor to the Al Roker Entertainment Company. Here's the first installment of TV Advertising Week, where Ronald and I discuss the trends and growth in the TV advertising landscape. Ronald, welcome to TV Advertising Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. I'm excited to have you as our guest. It's an honor to have you here. You've done a lot of television advertising and had a lot of experience running a bunch of different types of business. Let's start off talking a little bit about you. Give us the 10,000-foot view of your career and your experience. Well, thank you. And it's great to have folks that want to talk about television again, which sort of went out of style, I think, for a little while. So now it's come back in full force. And I literally fell into it. I started my career in emerging markets and lived and studied abroad. That was really my first love. When my family started to expand, I wanted to be home more. So in the late 90s, I jumped into the venture capital business in Boston. Some folks were kind enough to bring me under their wing. So I got off of the airplane and I did as much as I could to learn about the venture capital business, which led me into this new thing, at least for me, called the internet. And in the mid to late 90s, got really hooked on the global potential for the web. And that led me down the path of starting and then rejuvenating web companies and into direct response television and infomercials. And fast forward a couple of decades, we've been involved with companies that really combine multi-channel merchants from the web to television to any kind of advertising medium and platform that we can learn about. So that's the, the summary. It's one of the things that I love talking to marketers like you with a lot of experience is first off, you were around and actively marketing when people were calling it the web and the net. 
And second, you have the context of how the rise of digital marketing fits into the rise and proliferation of some of the other big marketing channels that were around before the Facebooks and Googles of the world. And for younger marketers like me, it's hard to have that context, right, to understand that history. So let's start off at the top and talk a little bit about TV advertising as a medium. You've been working, helping companies grow using television for a couple of decades. Talk to me about what you think makes television effective and where does it fit into the greater landscape of the digital channels and some of the other offline channels? Well, I love the web. The minute I really got a glimpse of what was happening with the internet in the 90s, it completely changed my view of the world. And it was probably the first time or shortly thereafter that I actually considered myself a marketer. A lot of folks from business schools, they didn't necessarily teach marketing classes until sometime really in the late 90s, believe it or not. There were certain schools like Northwestern that focused on it, but many folks did not. And when I started to see the possibilities of the web, I realized that you could do just about anything in multiple industries at once. But when we started getting involved, and myself directly into television, I also quickly realized my learning curve was incredibly steep, that there is no channel that really pulls it all together and creates as much of an umbrella and a boom to your marketing efforts than television. It's increasing in sophistication, but it really is the main driver of what I call the mass broadcast, which I still think has a lot of legs on it. So I think that's one of the biggest distinguishing factors to television is the mass market appeal. You can reach, this has changed drastically since digital television and on demand, but going back to the traditional days of television, when you ran an ad, you were reaching everyone. Right. So it's the way to build brand recognition. And with that brand recognition, you're filling the top of your funnel and then hoping everything else works out. Marketing has shifted pretty dramatically with not only the invention of on-demand television, starting with TiVo and now getting into Netflix and Amazons and you know everybody pauses their TV and watches it when they want to, but there's also a digital component to evaluate direct response and the internet. How do you think about the place that television advertising has had overall in the marketing landscape and where does it land today? I think it's actually become more important again. You mentioned something earlier as far as you know yourself being a younger marketer and maybe didn't know as much about television or other channels. And I've seen that time and time again, particularly over the last couple of years, as all of these different direct-to-consumer DTC, digital native brands have exploded. And there's a whole generation of folks that didn't know how to do print or direct mail or television in billboards. And I could go on and on with the various ways or radio, for instance, which is not shrinking really, as most people think. It's been fairly steady. So a whole generation has been focused on Facebook and social media platforms. And a lot of their marketing programs begin and end with those. And as you've seen recently, the cost of acquisitions are going up. I'm sure we'll talk about this at length. But television is the one that I think people are starting to recognize again as a massive driver of traffic. So whether you're a B2B marketer or advertiser, I get the idea of niche markets and growing from those. Peter Thiel talks about it, Seth Godin, and I'm a convert to that. But at some point, every business realizes it really needs to continue growing. And I've yet to see anything that maximizes growth and optionality, if you will, around how to grow your business than television. It really reigns unique. 
I think the idea is that the more that you're going to be specific with your targeting, the more expensive your media is going to be, right? When you're trying to reach one very specific person, you have to pay more as opposed to if you're willing to target a large audience, the cost per person you're reaching is going to decrease. Now, if you can be very precise and specific and only reach the people that you want, generally you could be more efficient with your marketing. And as opposed to television, it's like, hey, it's a spray and pray to some extent where you're reaching a broad audience and hoping that the people that you want are exposed to your ads and eventually convert. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Talk to me about why television is effective as a medium. I've heard multiple times people referring to the mix of sight, sound, and motion being the most effective method to get a marketing message across. Is that what makes TV so special? I think TV is unique for a whole number of reasons, but in many respects, it's relaxing. It's somewhat passive. We're on the web all day, and what do we do when we go home? Well, very often we'll turn on television. Now, it's a generational thing, but I have three daughters, and they may be on Hulu or Roku. So I think it's the possibilities that you can be very targeted now with networks and the creative that you choose and the inventory and the duration of the ads, if you will. But it very much is starting to interact television as a greater whole with the way a lot of social media platforms are. You made a comment earlier too about targeting and you can get incredibly targeted on Facebook. And I've been working with Facebook for many, many years. I've yet to see the killer numbers on Facebook that you can get through television advertising as much as we've tried. So I think television really brings back a lot of this concept of mass marketing, which I would argue again, is not a bad thing. I think that in the eyes of digital marketers, and I believe that there's a mindset change where for the last 10 years, the rises of Google and Facebook and this hyper-targeting, and I'm stereotyping with Google and Facebook, it's not just them, but all of these digital advertising channels Mm -hmm. where the notion was, I'm only going to reach the people that are going to convert. 
And now that marketers are maturing in those channels, they're seeing that there is a point of diminishing return, that as the channels mature in age, the media is getting more expensive. And so now they're needing to think about things like brand and reaching a broader audience and testing non-direct response channels. And that's, to me, one of the reasons why television is becoming in favor again. Do you see it the same way? I do. I think whether you're selling a political candidate or a new product, at some point, you're going to connect to your core loyalists or the low-hanging fruit, so to speak, of potential consumers and buyers. And then if you look at it almost like in concentric circles, you've got to start attracting a wider array of buyers because most businesses, particularly those that have been invested in by venture capitalists or PE firms or just shareholders, they want to see growth. And most businesses, at some point, if you start out with a really small audience, you're going to have promoted yourself to a lot of them many, many times. And you then have to start getting on bigger stages. And I think that leads to bigger platforms, obviously online. And I think in today's marketing world, advertising world, there's this whole trend towards ubiquity. Whether it's Alibaba, it's now an English site in the U.S., or Amazon, or eBay, or television, a lot of marketers are being forced to leverage many channels at once. And how do you choreograph those? What pulls it all together? And back to TV, I think that's what it allows you to do. So when I think of television advertising, or when I think of television advertisers, I'm thinking about products that are available nationally. I'm thinking about brand campaigns, Coca-Cola, McDonald, you deserve a break today, always Coca-Cola, right? These very slogan-driven type of advertising meant to keep a brand fresh in someone's mind, meant to build awareness. I'm not necessarily thinking about it being driving adoption, trial, direct response. And I know that there are direct response television advertising campaigns out there. I'm sure that there's plenty of them. Do you think of the medium being more focused on direct response or being more focused on brand advertising? It's a source of frustration for me over the years because I was actually involved with a large direct response agency. And this is a number of years ago. We were trying to talk to or coerce, if you will, a whole number of well-known brands, particularly in the insurance industry, to move more towards direct response advertising. So I think very rapidly, the brand advertisers have moved towards branded response and in some cases into direct response. Insurance, you couldn't think of a more conservative industry, but if you look at Flow from Progressive, or you have Mayhem, Liberty Mutual, Geico. We also have to mention a friend of the show, Mike Linton, who runs the marketing department at Farmers, famous for the J.K. Simmons insurance ads. I think they're the only insurance company that has an Oscar winner that was featured in their ads. But sorry, go on. <laughs> no, point well taken. A lot of great brands have realized that moving towards direct response on TV, as well as the web, of course, is the way to go. So I think social media, but early on, the classic sort of direct response folks, the Snuggie, prove that you can build a brand through sales, whether it was the Ginsu knife or the Snuggie or now MyPillow and others. There are a lot of other great new ads coming out with new brands like Sheiks, which I've been following as well, which is a new sheet line. They're immediately going to television to supplement what they're doing online. So I think increasingly you're going to see that. Big established brands and now new emerging brands are realizing you almost have to be ubiquitous or multi-channel from the outset. And I think that's going to continue. 
Okay, so there's both the ability to build awareness and do a direct response driven brand. When you think about evaluating TV, I think this is the biggest thing that the direct response marketers, the digital marketers are concerned about is there is very little ability to understand who's watching. You can look at what shows they're watching, but you don't actually know the person. So it's hard to be able to evaluate the channel. We're going to talk a lot about television evaluation, but give me the 10,000 foot view on how you think about evaluating whether a TV campaign is successful or not. Well, there are a couple of quick tricks that you can use just to see what's happening. Every time you run a television commercial, and I'm advising a number of companies now, one particularly is in the more senior market. Every time we do a commercial and they're on small networks, you'll see an immediate three to five X, if not more, jump to all the website properties. And you can time it down to the minute that 9.23, we're going to air on a buzzer or Fox News. You'll see the impact on your other properties that might also include call centers. So just easily, it's trackable. As far as getting to the right exact person, that is also the long-awaited evolution in television. So you'll have connected TV, OTT, and addressable TV. And that's where it's headed now. So I think a lot of what you've seen over the last you know, decade on the web is now finally coming into the television world, which will allow one to target a lot more clearly. Okay. So I think that as we continue our conversation about television, a couple things to think about is, while it's a medium that has been established, it is also one that's continuing to innovate. There is the ability to do broad targeting, mass targeting. You can also be very targeted based on shows and interests. And the ability for people to use direct response or brand advertising and also to be able to evaluate it in a similar fashion to digital marketing, always possible. So a lot that we've covered and still a lot of conversation to go. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ronald Pruitt Jr. for joining us. If you'd like more of Ronald's tips for building an effective TV advertising strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we're going to discuss Ronald's tips for developing an effective TV advertising campaign. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Ronald, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is Ronald C. Pruitt Jr., R-O-N-A-L-D-C-P-R-U-E-T-T-J-R. Or you can visit his company's website, which is bostonassociates.com. A couple of links in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests, or you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter. If you're a subscriber to the show, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. And if you'd like to reach out to me on social media, my handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in our podcast feed, in addition to the rest of our conversation with Ronald Pruitt Jr., the managing partner at Boston Associates, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.